Hello and welcome to the IT Governance Podcast for Friday the 24th of March 2023. As you can undoubtedly hear, I have something of a croaky voice as I've recently had the flu, so please bear with me. Here's the news. The luxury car manufacturer Ferrari has announced that its Italian subsidiary, Ferrari SPA, has suffered a ransomware attack in which client data was exposed. According to a breach notification sent to clients, compromised data includes their names, addresses, email addresses and telephone numbers. Ferrari's investigation found that no payment details and or bank account numbers and or other sensitive payment information, nor details of Ferrari cars owned or ordered, have been stolen. A company statement said, Upon receipt of the ransom demand, we immediately started an investigation in collaboration with a leading global third-party cybersecurity firm. In addition, we informed the relevant authorities and are confident they'll investigate to the full extent of the law. As a policy, Ferrari will not be held to ransom, as paying such demands funds criminal activity and enables threat actors to perpetuate their attacks. Instead, we believe the best course of action was to inform our clients, and thus we've notified our customers of the potential data exposure and the nature of the incident. Ferrari takes the confidentiality of our clients very seriously and understands the significance of this incident. We've worked with third-party experts to further reinforce our systems and are confident in their resilience. We can also confirm the breach has had no impact on the operational functions of our company. It's not yet known whether this ransomware attack is related to an incident last October in which the Ransom X gang claims to have stolen 7 gigabytes of internal Ferrari documents, including data sheets and repair manuals, which it subsequently published on a dark website shortly after Ferrari's Formula One team announced a partnership with Bitdefender. Ferrari denied that it had been breached at the time. The agricultural multinational company Dole, one of the world's largest producers of fruit and vegetables, has confirmed in a Securities and Exchange Commission filing that the attackers behind a ransomware attack it suffered last month have accessed employee information. It's not confirmed how many of its 38,000 employees have been affected. Dole disclosed the incident on the 22nd of February, confirming in a short statement that it had recently experienced a cybersecurity incident that has been identified as ransomware. It said that it had moved quickly to contain the threat and engaged leading third-party cybersecurity experts who've been working in partnership with Dole's internal teams to remediate the issue and secure systems, and that the impact to Dole operations has been limited. Although a memo sent to American grocery stores, published by Bleeping Computer, confirmed that Dole Food Company had temporarily shut down its systems throughout North America as part of its recovery process. Last time we talked about the European Parliament and European Commission banning its staff from using TikTok on their work phones. Now the BBC has become the latest organisation to advise staff to delete TikTok from their corporate devices because of security concerns, principally relating to data shared with the Chinese government by TikTok's parent company, ByteDance. According to the BBC, ByteDance employees were found to have tracked the locations of a handful of Western journalists in 2022. In an email to staff, the BBC said, The decision is based on concerns raised by government authorities worldwide regarding data privacy and security. If the device is a BBC corporate device and you do not need TikTok for business reasons, TikTok should be deleted from the BBC corporate mobile device. 
TikTok expressed its disappointment, saying the BBC has a strong presence on our platform, with multiple accounts from news through to music reaching our engaged community both in the UK and around the world. We believe these bans have been based on fundamental misconceptions and driven by wider geopolitics. We remain in close dialogue with the BBC and are committed to working with them to address any concerns they have. Dominic Ponsford, the editor-in-chief of the journalism industry trade publication The Press Gazette, told the BBC, I suspect everyone's chief technical officer will be looking at this very closely. Until now, news organisations have been very keen to use TikTok because it's been one of the fastest-growing social media platforms for news publishers over the last year, and it's been a good source of audience and traffic. So most of the talk in the news media has been around encouraging TikTok rather than banning it. The BBC is the second media organisation in the world to ban TikTok after Denmark's public service broadcaster offered similar advice following warnings from Denmark's Centre for Cybersecurity. Google has warned that some Android phones can be hacked remotely with no user interaction. All an attacker needs is the victim's phone number. According to the Project Zero blog, four vulnerabilities in Exynos modems produced by Samsung Semiconductor allow for internet-to-baseband remote code execution. A further 14 vulnerabilities require either a malicious mobile network operator or the attacker to have local access to the device in order to compromise it. Affected products likely include mobile devices from Samsung, including those in the S22, M33, M13, M12, A71, A53, A33, A21S, A13, A12 and A04 series. Mobile devices from Vivo, including those in the S16, S15, S6, X70, X60 and X30 series, the Pixel 6 and Pixel 7 series of devices from Google, and any vehicles that use the Exynos Auto T5123 chipset. Patch timelines will vary according to manufacturer, so users are advised to install updates as and when they become available. Patches for Google Pixel devices, for example, were released as part of its March 2023 security update. In the meantime, Google says, users with affected devices can protect themselves from the baseband remote code execution vulnerabilities by turning off Wi-Fi calling and voice over LTE in their device settings. That was the news, and that's it for this time. As ever, you can get in touch with us either by leaving a comment on the blog or via Twitter at ITGovPod or at ITGovernance, and we'll return in a fortnight. But until then, our archive is on SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And you can find everything you need to implement and maintain cybersecurity defense in depth on our website, itgovernance.co.uk. 